Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, I have the privilege and just really excited to interview Father Donald Calloway. He's with the Congregation of Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary. And I want to talk, today we're going to talk about his book, Consecration to St. Joseph. Uh, but before we do that, he had another book when he, that I read many years ago. I don't remember even when you published it. You can maybe let us know, Father. It's called No Turning Back, kind of a, his life as, as, a, as a teen and young adult, I mean, to the point where I think you were almost like banished from Japan or something like that, right, Father? That's right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, and uh, you know, thanks for all your work of really bringing uh, the faith to people in a way that they can understand. But you know, kind of going back to your book, no turning back. Did you ever think that you know, even after you've come out of that, you know, the Lord kind of got a hold of you that you'd be where you are today? Uh, a priest and really, you know, sharing the faith and, and, you know, setting people on fire. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's that's the last thing I would have ever thought, you know, back in the day with the crazy life that I led. And uh, But thank God for His mercy, because um, without that mercy, without the, the Virgin Mary helping me to come to Jesus— I'd be I'd be dead I'd be I'd be dead and probably in a very warm place for a long time. <laughs> um, the Lord's mercy is great, brother, and um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I never saw that I'd be a priest and writing books now. Just incredible what the what God has planned. Well, and you know you've you know and people can go and, and get that book and all the books that we're going to talk about and and other ones that we probably won't even get to are on your website. Can you let everybody know your website before I forget to do that? Yeah, no, the best website um, is consecration to saintjoseph.org. Um, and the saint part is just ST, you don't spell it out. So it's consecration to saintjoseph.org. Okay, and they can get this book and, you know, other books that you've written. And, and actually, I, I did notice even in the back of the consecrated saint, Joseph, you had a lot of art that was commissioned that people can get too, right? Yeah, that artwork is incredible. So when I was doing the book, I, uh, you know, I wanted some new images of St. Joseph, because a lot of them we see, it looks like he's 95 years old, and he's about <laughs> yeah. to die. You yeah, know? it looks so, like he just got out of a wheelchair, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm like, we got to change that stuff. So um, I had some commissioned art done for the book, and so people can actually buy some of those images on canvas images, and they're, they're incredible, really, really amazing. Yeah, they are beautiful pictures, but what I want to do is kind of talk about the book. It, it I remember hearing somewhere, and I was maybe listening to one of your other interviews, that this was like a three-year project. Is that right? It was, yeah. It was a, it's a long process, because I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to do it too hastily and leave things out or any rock unturned. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I travel a lot, so I went around the world, and I uh, asked people in different cultures, hey, help me with the... What's available in your language about St. Joseph from saints that you know that maybe the whole world isn't aware of? And got all the information and gathered it and uh, put the book together. So I think it's pretty comprehensive. Uh, it's very comprehensive, and I think you've done a—the way it's laid out, kind of going through the litany of St. Joseph each and every day is uh, really helpful. And then all the background information. But have you always had a devotion to St. Joseph? I mean, since you kind of came back into the Church, or when did you realize that, you know, he was a prominent part of, of where you were in your life? 
Yeah, you know, that's fascinating to me because um, when I went to a Catholic church for the first time, I didn't know it at the time. I would find out later. But the day that I entered a Catholic church for the first time was March 19th. And, that, you know, that's the solemnity of St. Joseph. But right. at the time, I didn't know that, and I wouldn't have even known what that meant. But um, looking back on it now, you know, when I've gone back through the years and pinpointed it to the actual day, um, it was on his feast day. And so it wasn't shortly after that that uh, these little Filipino women who helped me in my, my journey, they actually uh, gave me a novena to St. Joseph, and I prayed that. And then when I got my calling, I entered religious life. Um, you know, I would pray to him every day after Holy Communion, asking him to help me um, to be a good man. And so, yeah, it just continued to grow from there. And so what was the inspiration for the book? I mean, did you just see, like, wow, men just need a guide right now? I mean, what was the inspiration for you to say, this is, the, this is now the time for me to do this? Well, there was so much that came together. So, you know, the Church's understanding of the greatness of St. Joseph has really been building, and especially in the last 150 years, there's been so much. And I talk about that in the introduction to the book, about how it's almost like crescendoing right now with so much awareness of his importance. And then I thought, you know, in the times that we're living, these are crazy times. We've got people are redefining marriage, and people don't even know what it means to be a family. We've got gender ideology and all this craziness. Boy, we could really use a model of a man and, and a head of a family and, and a protector of, of the good, the true, and the beautiful. So I thought St. Joseph is perfect. So that's uh, kind of the intention behind it was to, to bring some clarity to the confusion of our times. Well, you didn't have to look too far. I mean, the Holy Family is not a bad place to go, right? The earthly trinity is uh, <laughs> definitely a yeah, place if you're right. trying to look for models. Uh, yeah. You can't get better ones than that, can you? No, you can't. Absolutely right. And I think that that's what we need today is, you know, to really go back to the Holy Family, because, you know, today there's just so much confusion, and people are really confused. And, and I, you know, as a priest now for 17 years, I talk to good Catholics, and even some really good Catholics, they're, they're confused about these things, because the, the influence of the world is so strong right now that, that we got to get back to the, that prototype, that, that blueprint of the family, and that's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And so the book that you've written is called Consecration to St. Joseph, The Wonders of Our Spiritual Father. How can he help us cut through all this garbage that you were talking about and really help us understand not only just men but women too, who we're called to be and how we're supposed to live our lives? How can he help us bring clarity to a world that definitely needs it? Well, you know, that's what a good father does is he— you know, when, there, when there's chaos in a household, when there's a mess, um, you know, moms are great. Moms are the heart of the home. You know, they're, they're the ones who, you know, bring about so much love and, and, and all of that in the family. But there comes a time when, when the father has to put down his foot and he has to say, okay, we need to clean this up now. We, we, got, a, we got a mess here. We got we to gotta reorder some things. And uh, that's what a father's role is. And, you know, this is what's happening right now in the church is we've got a lot of problems. We've, we've had the scandals, and, and now we're you know, going through a whole, basically a, a pandemic, a, a plague on the planet, so to speak. And so we need a father to, to help us to get back to some of these fundamentals, to take a time out, to recalibrate, go back to common sense and clarity on these issues. And I think that that's where St. Joseph can be so vital for us, because he's a good, loving father, He's one who can help us to say, okay, now take advantage of the time you got here. 
to pray, to refocus your life on the important things, and to get back to common sense and reason. I mean, think about it today. People don't even know which bathroom to use. I mean, people are being told you can identify as a cat if you want to. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. are crazy times. I mean, we need common sense. We need the basics, fundamentals, Christianity 101, anthropology 101. Um, and I think that it's going to be St. Joseph who, uh, by having a relationship with him, is going to say, you know, it's actually all about Jesus. And let me introduce you to the person who, who, who brought him into the world, and that's my wife. That's the Virgin Mary, you know. Uh, get back to the basics, guys. I think St. Joseph is, is going to be vital in that. Well, I can't agree with you more. And, you know, it's a 33-day consecration. My wife and I are doing it. We're on uh, day 19 tonight. And actually, mm. we uh, do it each night, and then each take a turn reading that night's, uh, that night's uh, love gift, really, of knowledge that you put in this book. Mm. But one of the things that you put in there, and, you know, it's, it's obvious, but for some reason it just never really dawned on me. You know, Joseph saved the Savior. And if he could save the mm. Savior, he can save us, can he? Boy, that's a great point, I tell you. And, it, you know, I've said that to some people at times, that that title, what, Savior of the Savior, and they say to me, oh, Father, that sounds heretical. What are you saying there? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm certainly not saying that St. Joseph is God or the Messiah or anything like that, but there's lots of saints and mystics who have used that terminology, and what they're getting at is that uh, St. Joseph is the one when Herod wanted to kill, you know, all the firstborn children, uh, out of jealousy because of his power and authority, um, it was St. Joseph who saved our Savior by taking him into Egypt. So if St. Joseph saved our Lord so that our Lord could save us, so think about what St. Joseph can do for the members of the mystical body of Christ, the members of the Church. We are sons and daughters of, of St. Joseph, too, spiritually. So let's entrust ourselves to him and, and ask him to, to protect us from the Herods of our time, because they're out there. You know, there's there's a lot of organizations out there that are not fond of Christianity at the moment, <laughs> you know? No, so and we we're seeing some governments do the same thing, right? Let's shut everything down. If you happen to open up, we're going to shut you down permanently. We hear that from the mayor of New York. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely, you know, that's. I think that's the one beauty about when you go back and you go through this and you really understand uh, the life of St. Joseph. He's kind of been there and done that, right? It's not like we're creating anything yeah. new. He's, he's He had a navigate some difficult waters and no different yep. than us oh so well said my friend because you're right we've we've we're living that basically we're just repeating history here and uh what we're repeating too and i want the the listeners to 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 hone in on this is we're in a situation right now where uh the, the churches are closed right we can't we don't have access right now to that which is going to really feed our souls the bread from heaven the Eucharist. Well, remember, thousands of years ago, there was a Joseph in the Old Testament who was sold into slavery by his brothers, and he went to Egypt, and uh, he became one of the favorite people of Pharaoh. And he stored up unbelievable amount of grain, said he couldn't even count it, it was so numerous. And then there was a great famine, and people came, even his own family, and, and he ended up feeding them with that bread. Well, that's a true story, but it's, it pales in comparison to our great St. Joseph. He's the one who we need to implore right now to open up the granaries again, the storehouses of the bread, not of perishable bread, but of the everlasting bread, Jesus. We need our churches to reopen again. We need St. Joseph to, to feed us in this time of famine, and we need him to help people get back to work. Um, so, brother, now is the time of St. Joseph. We, we need him right now more than we've ever needed him before.
So, you know, just like Mary is a beacon and leads us to our Lord and Savior, Joseph does the same thing, doesn't he? I mean, he really is that light to get us through the fog. And if we take our eye off him, then, you know, we have no one to blame but himself. He just wants us to want him, doesn't he? That's right. That's his whole purpose. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of Marian consecration is to lead people uh, closer to Jesus through Mary. It's the same thing with uh, this uh, consecration of St. Joseph, is to is to ask St. Joseph to lead us closer to our Lord. It's ultimately about Jesus Christ, always. Well, I love the uh, the quote from St. Peter Julian. I guess is it Amard? How do you pronounce that? E- yeah, it's Amard. Amard? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it says, yep. and you have this in the very beginning, it's the first thing you see when you open the book, devotion to St. Joseph is one of the choicest graces that God has given to a soul, for it is a tantamount to revealing the entire treasury of our Lord's graces. When God wishes to raise a soul to greater heights, he unites it to St. Joseph by giving it a strong love for the good saint. I mean, you, I, I don't think you could say it any better than that, can you? I know, right? Basically, the whole book is just a, basically a footnote on that statement, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> I mean, he's a saint. I'm not, and I'm just like, wow, these guys have already said it. I just, I'm just going to unpack it, you know, and so that's what I did. Well, but, you know, you needed to unpack it because I think a lot of the stuff in here, it, it's, you know, it's not earth-shattering, it's common sense, but you just don't think about it. It has to be unpacked, so not only do you yeah. think about it, but you see the depth, right? It's just not terror of demons or Joseph most prudent. You go into mm-hmm. why that is and the examples of his life and how that can translate into our lives, right? Yeah, that's it. You're right. I mean, it did it did need to be unpacked and just to go deeper um, so that it's not just a, on, on the surface. And because uh, some people had tried to do something similar before and well-intentioned, but, you know, they had like a little five-day or, or a novena, which are, was great. But it didn't really unpack the the titles, the privileges, the the doctrinal kind of issues associated with Saint Joseph. So that's what I wanted to do, and and that's why you know, you know, the book has an imprimatur uh, from my bishop. It's got endorsements from great you know, Cardinal Burke, Bishop Schneider, Scott Hahn, Jim Caviezel. I mean, great people, you know, um, have endorsed it so to to back it up and give it some more weight. Well, to be honest, if you didn't endorse it, you're kind of going against St. Teresa of Avila, St. Andre Bessette, St. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. I mean, you know, in the end, I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? Great saints had a great devotion, and, and St. Teresa was right up there with all of them. Oh, no kidding. She's one of the best. I mean, she's the one who really initiated, you know, in the 16th century, a major uh, devotion to him because she was so devoted to him, and she— you know, reformed the female branch of the Carmelites, and she named all of her convents after, um, reformed convents after St. Joseph, and she talks about his intercessory ability, and how, you know, saints have an ability to help us in a few areas of our life. You know, if everybody knows if you lose something, you go to St. Anthony, or if you, you need this for, you know, particular intention, but St. Joseph is different, because he's our spiritual father. He takes care of all of our needs. And so that's what St. Teresa said, and she, she actually challenged people to a test. She said, if you don't believe me, try it for yourself, she said. So th- she's a bold woman. <laughs> well, and, and it worked for her, right? She, she basically reformed the convents because of St. Joseph. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, she talked about that greatly, and a lot of people are surprised when they read in her writings uh, the depth that she goes into about that um, relying on St. Joseph. It's, it's profound. Well, isn't it amazing for somebody who we've never heard or even seen 
a word that's been written down that he's spoken that we can know this much about him and 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 have somebody like that as our model it really is i mean you know, I, I, I thought about that, too, because I thought, how am I going to write a book about a guy we don't even have a word from, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, it wasn't that hard to do, actually, because, you know, I got the saints, the popes, the teachings of the Church, and just common sense, you know, to, to unpack that. But his, his teaching us is more by example than words. So you know that phrase, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And what I love about St. Joseph is this. When I discovered this, it blew my mind. I did not know that the name Joseph it means increase. That's what the name Joseph means. So I now call St. Joseph the increaser. It's because that's what he does. You know, Our Lady magnifies, and she sings her Magnificat. She magnifies the Lord. St. Joseph increases the presence of the Lord, and I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, it's good stuff. Well, and, and, and just think about it. I mean, he was the least holy of the Holy Family, and think of the job that he was yep. given. I mean, think of the weight on his shoulders and how gracefully he carried it out so that there's no weight that we shouldn't be able to carry with him helping us. That is a profound thought because, you know, being the, the least holy of, 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 of the Holy Family, I mean, Jesus is God. That's, you know, beyond the yeah, beyond. Yeah, yeah. divine. Yeah. Mar- you know, Mary's the Immaculate Conception, and then there's St. Joseph, and and yet, and yet, Jesus, who's God, and Our Lady, they bent their wills to His will as the head of the Holy Family. They loved Him. They, you know, um, were uh, the ones who were willing to, to listen to Him, to be taught by Him, to, 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 to have His headship over them. And that is so amazing, I mean, to think about that. And yet, St. Joseph is so humble. He's so, you know, aware that he's, he's living with the God-man, you know, and this perfect creature here, um, and yet he's, he's so good. God trusted that man with his greatest treasures, his eternal son and the Immaculate Virgin. We're talking about extreme holiness here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even comprehend, but I think men need to realize, and, and women too, but really men, I think, because St. Joseph is a perfect model. I mean, think of when we have children— the gifts that we've been blessed with, and the responsibility, because those are a gift from the Lord, and it's no less a responsibility for us than it was for Him. What a great example. That's right, because that's what a man is entrusted with. You know, a man is entrusted with beauty and children, and and he's got to be one who's willing to serve, one who's willing to protect, to defend, to honor, uh, to give his life for. And sadly, you know, that's been lacking in the lives of a lot of men. They've been abusers of the feminine mystery. They've taken advantage of it and used it for their own sensual gratification or, or whatnot. We looked at St. Joseph. Here's a man who lived with the most beautiful woman who ever lived, Yeah. and yet he was so pure. He, his intentions were good, and uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's the model of manhood right there. Well, and, and he took Jesus to work with him, right? Isn't that what we're called to do? When we leave the house every day, shouldn't Jesus go with us? Absolutely. That's the key. And that's what we, we've got to get back in the lives of everyone, uh, but especially men. You know, we've, we've got to get men to, to be the ones to, to really, you know, be uh, emissaries, to be apostles, and to take our Lord everywhere they go, where they go, and to be the leaders. You know, it should be the men who are leading the family to church, leading the family in prayer, uh, saying grace before meals, 
Uh, there's been studies that have been shown that if it's only the mother who does it, and there's nothing wrong with that, of yeah. course, so, you yep. know, but if it's only the mother who does it, it doesn't have staying power. When those kids leave the house, the percentages go way up that they're not going to continue with the faith. Yeah, and that's, uh, and that's study after study, too. That's not just one study. Yeah. I've seen that many times. That's right. And I think the other, the other model is St. Joseph. Look, you don't have to be the holiest person in your family. You have to, you have to be right. faithful, but you, it's not a competition. You're to be who the Lord's called you to be, but you yeah. have to lead with the faith and lead people to Christ, right? Well said, well said, because I think we all know that somewhere deep down inside, women are better than men on some level in the sense of, you know, if you look at the majority of the people at the foot of the cross were not men, they were women, yeah. right? Yep. But there has to be some man there, so let's, let's try to be like St. John, you know, the beloved. Let, you know, and as you said so well, it doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, as, as uh, you know, your wife is conducting the family in and, and, and her role. Everybody knows there's a certain sweetness to the feminine mystery, motherhood. We call it the heart of a home, the feminine genius, all that. It's all true. But we've got to get men also realizing that you have an important role to play, and it's a very, very vital one for the life of your family. You know, one of the things I really, one of many things I really liked about the book, I learned things I didn't know. You know, like the the Holy Family's house in Loretto, the, you know, Mary's wedding ring, you know, stuff mm. that makes common sense, but you really bring out, you know, it's almost like these are hidden gems of Go, that are that are with us today that I never knew about. I, I know. I, I You know, this stuff blew me away, too. I mean, I did know about the Holy House of Loretto, and I've actually been there in Italy. You know, that was the home of the, uh, of the Holy Family in Nazareth that yeah. was there in Nazareth until the 13th century. And then angels picked it up and moved it over to Italy. And all this is documented. All this is affirmed by the Church, written by, by popes, and, and all this incredible stuff. One thing I didn't know about was that holy ring, the uh, Santo Anello, an Italian, the holy ring. So in Perugia, Italy, in the cathedral, in a gigantic reliquary, is still in existence the ring that St. Joseph gave the Blessed Virgin Mary when they were married. I mean, that is phenomenal, you know? Uh, popes have been there, saints have been there, and it's exposed once a year by the, by the, uh, the archbishop there for the, for the faithful to, to gaze upon and actually touch their wedding rings to that wedding ring that is amazing yeah i was shocked <laughs> yeah we're, we're reading that one night and i'm like i mean i just i just couldn't read it fast enough i'm like I, i've never heard of this <laughs> yeah yeah of yeah. course there's a lot of things i, I don't know so that's not that unusual my wife wasn't exactly shocked uh but i was like holy cow i mean so that's i think the beauty of this book it, it it's it's a nice even pace it it provides you know common sense but it also gives us things little tidbits these little nuggets of gold that are that are out there that again i've never heard of or if i did it just didn't sink in <laughs> right yeah I, brother me too i mean i was discovering things especially in some other languages like uh, in polish or croatia or south america when people told me, oh, yeah, we've got this one saint who was really devoted to St. Joseph, but it's only available in Portuguese or whatever. And I'm like, really? I'm like, well, let me see it. And so I would discover this stuff, and friends would translate it for me. And I was just like, oh, man, this is unbelievable. So, you know, I got that stuff in the book. I got a lot of great stuff in the book that's appearing in English for the first time. Never appeared in English before. So 
yeah, people are just going to soak it up. The other really nice thing about the book is you sprinkle quotes from saints and blesseds throughout each of the days of the consecration. I mean, it's not like, you know, this is just, you know, Father Callaway making this stuff up. It's just backed up by saint after saint after saint that has been going on, you know, for hundreds of years that this is really important. Hey, guys, let's focus on St. Joseph, because if we don't, we're going to continue to go right down the toilet like we're heading. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do, because I, I didn't want people to say, well, Father Calloway's just some really pious priest who's presenting his own understanding of St. Joseph. So I was like, no, i got to back it up with doctors of the Church, with great saints, with what the popes have said. And so I didn't put anybody in there who's questionable or, or weird. You know what I mean? That's the last thing I want to do, is, is put somebody in there that, ha- even though they might have a great quote on St. Joseph— they got a lot of other weird writings. Well, I'm not into that. I want somebody who's solid on every level. So I just put saints, blessed, venerable, servants of God, and popes in and, there. And, and for and, people who are very anal, um, it's really helpful in the back, because you have footnotes for each day, right? I mean, this is, you know, yep. whether it's St. Bonaventure, this is where all this stuff came yep. from. So people can, can yep. do their own research, you know, following your lead. Yeah, I got the primary sources. I've got all that in there. Um, all, all of that stuff is, is in there. You're right. Cause I'm a bookaholic myself. I mean, I, I live in books. I eat books. You know, um, I love to see where's that, where's the source, you know, cause a lot of times you, you read books and they don't have it and you're like, well, is this, can I trust this? Is it real or the, you know, who really said this? Um, well intentioned, but I, I, I like to have the sources. So that's what I did. It's all in the back of the book. Well, I, again, I can't recommend this book enough. Uh, you know, it's one of those books you re- it forces you to pace yourself because otherwise I'd probably have yeah. read it in like two days. Uh, but I have to do it like each day and and I'm trying to, yeah. I try not to look ahead and it's really been <laughs> a blessing just to, to, to pick, cause I like to read too. I, I can go through a book like no man's business, but this yeah. is one you really need to not only read slowly, but meditate on, right? It's, how can that mm-hmm. apply to my life? Yep. That's what it's meant to do. And, and you're right. It is hard for people to stop reading because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, man, it's over. I, I want more. And, and I know a lot of people are cheating. They've told me. They've confessed. They're like, Father, I skipped ahead. And I'm like, I know. It's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, hard to do. It's, uh, it is what it is. Even my mom did that. So. Yeah, my wife, my wife so. did it too. But uh, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to try not to. But again, right, right, again right. what a great book. Can you give people your website again? Yeah, so to get the book, uh, either the hard copy or the uh, e-book, and just remember, don't spell out the saint, it's just S-T, so it's consecration to saintjoseph.org.